Happy birthday, everyone, and welcome to the Happy Birthday Podcast with your hosts, Jackie and Dan, the number one podcast on ApplePodcast.com, dedicated to the birthdays you know and love. So without further ado, take it away, Dan. Can you use it in a sentence, please? Welcome to the podcast, everyone. Okay. Um, W-E-L-C-U-M to the Happy Birthday Podcast. If you know me by name by now, you know my name is Dan or November 10th. And I'm Jackie, October 12th. Well, we do have a lot of birthday-related material to get to in this episode. I don't know if we need to do any sort of mental health check-in, a physical health check-in. I don't know if that's something we want to talk about. No, thank you. Okay, well, let's just get into it. You were actually, Jackie here, before we got on the mic, was saying maybe we should uh, try to guess some celebrity birthdays today. Is that yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I'm on board, honestly. Okay. I'm here for it. All right? Might as well try. Um, If you don't mind, I will go first. Um, sure, please do. my plan here. Um, So let's get a raw guess from you just to break the ice, as they say. Okay. Um, Johnny Cash. No. But here's something that will help send you on your path to success. This is a woman. A woman? A gal, all right? A grown woman who is turning 52 today. A living woman. A living woman who is turning 52 years old today. Rare for us. Yeah, it's a lot of deads. And this is a woman. She's very alive. She's very kind of alive in the public consciousness right now. Would you say that that's fair to say, Paul? She's she's out and about. She's giving speeches. She's on TV. She um is involved romantically, intimately with someone who is, I guess you would say, uh, on the political stage. And she was also once married to a governor of a United State. Now, does this ring any bells for you, I wonder? Is it Donald Trump Jr.'s wife? They're not married, but Girlfriend? yes. It, yeah. I don't know her name. Kaylee? She has, what was that? Kaylee? Kristen. It's um close. It's a K name. Yeah. She has stood by this man while his algorithms get crushed. Yeah. Good for her. Um, I'm um, trying to remember that video where she's dancing and he's like. Yes. And yes. He says and, her name and I'm, it's mm-hmm. like. Uh, and Charlie Kirk is there and you can see him getting a little tent in his slacks. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Um, Kimberly. Kimberly. Yes. Yes. And last my last name, name is. Mac. No. What, no. what would you call a grandma <laughs> you'd like to me. fuck? Gilf. Gilfoy. Yeah, there oh, we go. Oh. And what substance would you like to cover this Gilf in? <laughs> Come. Kimberly Gilfoy. Gilf come. <laughs> Kimberly Gilf oil. That was pretty smooth, I gotta say. I hardly know her. I would love to know, like, what she's into, where she learned to dance, how she met DJT. Well. (laughs) TJT. I I did a lot of research. I did not uncover uh, information about where she learned to dance. I don't even know if that can be taught, honestly. I think it's just in in her blood. But I can uh, give you a sort of biographical sketch of this, uh, I mean, very influential, powerful... Gilf. Uh, well, we don't know about that, but um, 
<clears throat> I'd say she was old enough to be one. I think that's accurate. But um, how old is she? Uh, she's born in. Well, I don't want to spoiler alert it for you. So why don't we I just think you go in? Said. I did say <laughs> already, but that's uh, fifty-two. Do you think? Okay, she's I'm gonna 52? do my thing. She's 52. She looks good. Well, I think they've injected her with dolphin fat and stuff like that. So <laughs> I was kind of. So why don't we look behind the prancing and dancing and look at the substance of the woman herself with a recurring segment that we do in every episode of this podcast called The Life of Kimberly Guilfoyle, Birthday Bio. The Republican National Convention, 2020. A nation devastated by a raging pandemic and social unrest turns its eyes to this televised event, hoping for soothing words from the country's top political minds. Many viewers were unfamiliar with the astonishingly beautiful middle-aged woman who strode on stage and in calm, measured tones outlined a concise, level-headed vision for a brighter future. But it's safe to say that after the speech, no one would ever forget her. And that her is today's jolly good fellow Kimberly Guilfoyle. Kimberly Vince Guilfoyle entered a world that is unworthy of her on this day back in 1969. Growing up in San Francisco, her family was forcibly removed from their home as part of the Communist City Council's wealth redistribution program, in which all homeowners were transitioned into homelessness and vice versa. This traumatic experience made an indelible influence on young Kimmy, who relived that trauma every time she passed by her former family home after it had been converted into a free needle distribution center for unemployed homosexuals. Through the sheer force of her winning personality, Guilfoyle overcame this early adversity and fled to Southern California, where she was elected Los Angeles District Attorney at the tender age of 21. As passionate as she was about sending scumbags to prison, Guilfoyle secretly harbored ambitions to take her place on the public stage. In 2006, her beaming smile and shapely figure landed her a job at America's most respected news institution, Fox News. Over the next decade, Guilfoyle would go on to grace every single program the network produced. Her presence was felt just as strongly backstage, being such a feisty funster that numerous co-workers accused her of such sexual harassment. Soon after leaving the network, Guilfoyle's romantic life took a tremendous upswing as she began a passionate relationship with the son of President Donald Trump, Donald Don Jr. Trump Jr. Compared to her ex-husband, California cuck Gavin Newsom, Don Jr. was a massive upgrade, a real man with more balls in one nut than Newsom has in his whole sack. The power couple held a lofty position in the court of Trump's kingdom, standing by the beleaguered leader even as the cancel culture of the radical left led to the most sinister cancellation of all, the cancellation of Trump's presidency. But Kimberly Guilfoyle isn't down for the count, not by a long shot. At an age where most women are getting ready for the nursing home, Kimberly and her boy toy Don are wildly cavorting about the world stage, stirring the patriotism pot and spicing it up with their scintillating sexual chemistry. And who knows, by the time of our fourth season, we might be wishing happy birthday to President Guilfoyle. So, Kimberly, uh, congratulations on um, being a part of Don Jr.'s uh, bedroom and having been part of the White House. And we look forward to hearing you say the things you say about um, whatever it is you talk about. Happy birthday, Kimberly. Happy birthday, Happy Kimberly Guilfoyle. They're a very sexy couple. Their chemistry is just, it's like they're yeah. just salsa dancing all over, everywhere they I know. go. Right. And, you know, the... Republicans kind of have this uh, reputation as being kind of uptight, mm-hmm. and old, but I think there's there's fl- they're flipping the script here because they do salsa dance uh, in front of uh, crowds of, of boys. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and it's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> not to dwell on kind of the negatives of her life, but she mm-hmm. was married to that Democrat governor Gavin Newsom. Ugh. I don't know yeah. if he just like enchanted her with his lizard eyes or what happened. Right. I've been seeing this guy in the news lately, Gavin Newsom, mm-hmm. and uh, I was thinking he might want to uh, change his last name to Oldsome because he was getting Oldsome. Yeah. <laughs> 
Jackie, I don't want to overstep my bounds, but I'm going to just assume as a woman. Yeah. Guilfoyle is someone that you probably just, uh, look, not necessarily look up to, but probably just at least think about a lot. I think about her a lot. I know I kind of flubbed on remembering her name, but I will definitely remember her body for a very, very long time. And I would like to just take a moment to pause and think about that privately, if that's okay. The Happy Birthday Podcast is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Finding the right job candidate to hire can be like finding a needle in a haystack. You don't have time to painstakingly sift through thousands upon thousands of individual straws of hay, struggling to locate that tiny, precious needle. Sure, every now and then you might get lucky and find the needle right away, especially if it's just been tossed on top of the haystack, but we all know that more often than not, the needle's been in that stack for weeks at this point, and everyone on the farm's just been tossing pitchfork after pitchfork of hay on top of it. Why your fellow farmhands keep adding to this already towering haystack instead of building smaller stacks around the same area is anybody's guess. But one thing you know for sure is that it's your only needle, and the farm you live on is so remote it would be several days journey on horseback to the nearest general store to procure a replacement. Don't worry, ZipRecruiter is here to help. With ZipRecruiter, the hiring process is like getting a limousine ride straight to the needle warehouse, where the foreman is waiting up front to meet you. He warmly grips your shoulder, hands you the keys to the front door, and as his world-weary eyes well up with tears, tells you, well, she's all yours now. Log on to ZipRecruiter.com today to put your days of handling hay behind you and dive headfirst into the needle stack. Tell them the JGF gang sent you. Well, let me tell you what. Welcome back, first of all. Um, I'm done thinking about Kimberly Guilfoyle. I have processed those emotions. I'm ready to move on. What I have for you now is a celebrity birthday for you to guess, if you would like to. I am still thinking pretty hard about Kimberly Guilfoyle, but I can Focus. try to compartmentalize. Eyes on I me. Let's compartmentalize. Yeah, okay. All okay. right. Okay. Okay. Kimberly, follow us on Instagram. Do you want to do uh do you want to do raw guess or do you want some clues? I will do a raw guess. Okay. Um Steve Albini. No. Close though. <laughs> okay, close? Well, no, I was Steven joking. Spielberg. No. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, no. Uh let me give you some clues. You might not know who this is, which is really fun, too. It's okay. true. Yeah, this isn't really okay, your good. area. It seems like you're kind of doing a little table's turn on me because I, a lot of the time I will pick people that I know you're not going to know, Jackie. Yeah. I like to pick so. ones that you do know, but... Yeah. I try to, but I don't always have that option, honestly. When Mr. Jefferson the Cow is your most famous birthday to pick from, this <laughs> Right. <problem. laughs> so this JGF is a man. Nice. Uh, he goes by two different names. He has his legal name, which ha- um, there's one verb in his legal name. And then there's the name by which he's known in the media, which has three verbs. Oh, my gosh. Is this a music man? This is not a music man. Oh, it seems like those are name changing people a lot of the time. I'll tell you this. He's currently in prison. In the entertainment world? It depends on how you ask, but I will say no. He's more so in the murder world. You can be entertained by that if you choose to be, but okay, three, three verbs, verbs, yeah, the something, something is it, oh, is he oh, is it a serial killer? Yes. Oh god, all right. Uh, is he active in the Western United States? He was active in the I want to say Southern. Is it that BTK guy? It is that guy. <laughs> nice all right. Down. Do you it wasn't know? The, his... I don't think it was the South. I think it, I think it was Nebraska or something. I think he oh, was Oh, that in, seems right. Yeah. yeah. Do you know his legal name, which contains one verb? <sighs> Take. 
He has two. It's for, his last name is Verb. Oh, okay. Did you think Sting um, was the BTK killer? No, I just trying to think of Verb names. <laughs> and if his name was Sting, I would say that he would want to have run in with the police, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, Dennis Rader. Oh, right, 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 right. I think I did know that. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, I, uh, you know, I'm honestly a, a little insulted that you would suggest I might not know a psychotic white man from, you know. <laughs> well, what does it say? I, what I don't want to. I don't want to you guys all know each other. Bind, torture, kill. Okay. Yes. And yeah. he didn't really even torture that much. I mean. Really. I don't want to go into like graphic details. I would say he t- the T should be like terrorize, you know. But mm. he gave I'm himself sure they- the name. So. Tickle. Well, he probably he did a little more than tickling. It was somewhere yeah. between tickling and torture. <laughs> well, he probably had to put the T and some some other letter in there to avoid a copyright infringement from Burger, Burger King. King. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So or BTS. Um, well, I I hear you don't <laughs> bind torture sing. <laughs> um, <laughs> I understand you don't really want to go into the uh, gruesome details, but I went into the gruesome details of Guilfoyle, mm-hmm. so if we could probably maybe understand a little bit more about the uh, the man behind the legend of BTK, I'd be pleased as punch to know all about it, for frankly's sake. Dennis Rader, a.k.a. the BTK Killer, is an American serial killer who's currently in prison for the murders of at least 10 people, which took place between 1974 and 1991. And then he stopped killing people. He wasn't caught until 2005. Would you like to know how? I sure would. Well, he would have gotten away with it, but he, so he stopped killing in the 90s and he like lived a totally normal life. He had like a wife and kids. He went to church, um, normal man in society, except he would on his hiatus. So like he killed people because mm-hmm. he had like a, he, he would tell them, I have a sexual problem. He'd like walk up to them and he'd be like, I have a sexual problem. And then he'd oh, like okay. rob them, do bad stuff to them. So you're saying it's not his fault. <laughs> He's saying it's not his fault. Okay. He'd like wrap stuff around their heads. He w- he did it in like a really cowardly way. Like he wouldn't actually torture and kill people. He'd just kind of like leave them to die. He did do some weird stuff to some kids though too. I don't really want to get into that. So Kind of a Marina Abramovich type. Exactly. But so he took a hiatus and he would he would bind himself up and like take pictures of himself and dress in women's clothing. He had this like really weird woman's mask that he would wear. And then he would write notes to the police and he'd be like, I killed these people. Here's how I did it. I have a sexual problem. And then he started sending them um, floppy disks with these letters on them. He started typing them out. And so the cops took the metadata from the floppy disks and traced it back to his church in 2005 after he hadn't killed anyone for like 10 years, 15 years or something. Mm -hmm. And they found him. And he really wanted to be like this famous serial killer yeah. so he told them everything and he like he named himself he gave himself the btk name and he was like he would write poems about his murders and he would like write valentine's uh cards to his victims and stuff so i guess instead of kind of like going into the gruesome detail about his actual murders i was thinking maybe we could just unfortunately um go over some of his his poetry that he wrote Sure, yeah, we're more yeah. about celebrating people's artistry and not necessarily their butchery. You got to separate and the you got to separate the art from the man in this situation. <laughs> I'm not 100% sure we can do that here, but I'll let you decide for yourself. So, without further ado, the poems 
of the most obnoxious uh, serial killer of our generation, Dennis Rader. This one is called Stinky Mustache. Dear one, I waited for you for hours today. I cut the phone line, but you never came. I sat in your closet with glee, excited to pounce on you and ask politely if I can please rob you and if you'll forgive me, for I am a coward. I filthed myself in that closet. I wiped the stinky on my face, the upper lip. My mustache stank with piss and shit. I left your home that day with no pride, only shame, for I did not kill and you were not there. Oh, dear one. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> so first of all, I don't have like any credentials to be like a proper critic of anyone's writing like i barely have a grasp on the english language but i feel like this poem in particular is not very good i mean i will i will admit there was some striking imagery in there yeah but like i feel like if i was doing like night stalker shit if i was like torturing um i'd probably church it up a little you know like yeah, get a thesaurus the or something. Yeah, the language is a little plain. It's just kind of a, it's like a, hey, sorry, I missed you note, you know. Yeah. Set to rhyme. I so did, I, I, understand. I liked all the piss and shit stuff, but I mean, everyone's going to love that. I kind of feel bad for him because he wanted to be like this like cool, famous serial killer. And he just seems like a really sad grandpa type guy. Happy birthday, though, uh, JGF BTK. Happy birthday, Dennis. And uh, I hope that if you've had time in the penitentiary, maybe you've had time to maybe brush up on your writing skills a little bit. And maybe uh, once you get he'll probably get out at some point. Maybe. Do you think he still wipes shit in his mustache? I think probably other people do it to him. What's that called? A dirty Sanchez? I wasn't expecting this going in, but this has been one of the most sexually charged episodes (laughs) to date. And uh, I hope that... Your little ones are tucked away in bed as you listen to this. And speaking of little things, I'm going to have to take a little break and go to the bathroom. But when we get back, I think we have something really fun that we're cooking up. And you're going to want to smell smell what the podcast is cooking. Ladies and gents, jolly good fellows all around. Jackie here with just the best news for the distinguished JGF who just cannot get enough birthday related content. We have some extra special new stuff for you. That's right. We are on Patreon. Join us with thousands of other birthday guessers from around the world in unlocking bonus birthday content and a chance to win a free birthday cake. For $3 a month, you can join the birthday card tier and receive access to an extra bonus episode each week in The Afterbirth. For only $2 more, you get all that, plus perfect calls with Dan and Paul, and my personal segment, What's Crockin' with Jackie, where I show you how I make dinner for myself and my family while also balancing the life of a professional podcaster. Find us on Patreon to unlock even more special content and bonus features, and show your support to the number one celebrity birthday guessing show online. With your help, we can send out birthday cards to all our friends year-round, and just for signing up, you'll get a birthday card of your own in the mail full of happy birthday podcast accessories so join us on patreon.com at the happy birthday podcast um what's your name where are you calling from um hi this is tyler from stevens point wisconsin oh wisconsin boy i mean not officially but recently yes okay so I got a little game I'd like to, uh, well, we like to play this game with all of our guests, but I'd specifically like to play it with you today if that's something you're okay with, Tyler. I feel like I have agreed to do it, so I would like to continue doing it. Okay. No backing out now. <laughs> we've, we've yet to have someone back out at, the, at that. I don't know how we would deal with that. Yeah. Would you still um, put them in the episode? I would, yeah. <laughs> I would just, 
I'd just be worried with all like the high pitch beeping, like peep, peep, peep. Like, I'll stay back out. <laughs> Stupid. We would edit that in, yeah. <laughs> like, okay. oh, there they go. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, I forgot oh. you guys had the sound effects in post. I'll stop doing them. No, that's that's fine. Do as many as oh, you need please, to. Yeah. Okay, thank you. thank you. So we're talking about, we got a couple of men on the docket for today, and I'd love it if you could guess who they are. Uh, and we're doing deaths. We're not having you guess birthdays. That's not what we're doing today. Oh, we're guessing people who died today? People who died yeah. today, March 9th. In Di- history. Yes, died mm-hmm. on a Tuesday. Okay, because I was um, going to say, well, some of that might be too soon if it was just today. No, yeah, nothing that I know of today, but you know what? I haven't uh, gone down to the driveway to pick up the paper yet. So, uh, <laughs> and that's usually the front page of the mining journal, celebrity death. <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought you were implying that your paper boy threw the paper so hard it killed someone at the end of your driveway and you had to pick up the paper to see who the face was. I think I saw a Law & Order episode that started out like that. It's a common problem a lot of people yeah. are faced with. They like lifted the paper up and they're like, hard news. <laughs> If it bleeds, it leads. <laughs> <laughs> and they say print media is dead. First death that yeah, we're... Yeah, like their readers are dead. <laughs> First death we're talking about, uh, he was a rapper shot to death at the age of 24. Tupac. No. What Biggie. Yes. There we go. Nice. All right, give me a hard one. Okay. All right, this was a couple years before. That was 97. This death is 1994. This German-born American columnist and writer, he died of leukemia at 73. So, 1994. You could probably give a little more outline than no, that. No, you can guess off that. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you can definitely guess off that. So, they're German. So, I'm thinking uh, Heinz, Heinz Meager. No. That's the ketchup guy. He was into, he was. (laughs) Which I have a joke about, by the way. He was into prostitutes. He was a man that liked to have a drink or two. Big drinker, whoremonger, uh, like big women. Civil servant also. And he was a columnist? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I didn't know that. I thought it was more of a, yeah, author, novelist. Matt Dillon played him in a movie. Poet. His last name sounds a little bit like when a bunch of (laughs) men will ejaculate on someone's face. Oh. Oh, Charles Bukaki. Yes, Charles Bukaki. <laughs> Very nice. Tyler, we've been talking about some men that died under uh, difficult circumstances, but we're going to turn the attention back to something that we like to call birthdays. And if you don't mind, I know it's kind of personal, but if you could tell us your birthday. January 19th. Oh, happy belated. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I have got a book here. It is called The Secret Language of Birthdays. It was written by Gary Goldschneider and Juiced Elfers. January 19th, is that right? Yep. This book says that that is the day of dreams and visions. Ooh. And you're kind of a visionary dreamer, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, I've, I've been known to have a few dreams and visions. All right. Well, we don't need to hear too much about those. Okay. We, do have some bullet, <laughs> we do have some bullet points to run through. Uh, about your personality, the personality traits of somebody born on this day. I'll read them. Don't worry. Don't worry. Um, your strengths. You are electric, creative, and influential. Ooh, that's all true. All, all very true. Especially the electric part, because I've I've seen you plug in some electric things before and crank them up. <laughs> yep, up to at least nine and a half, sometimes ten. All right. Weaknesses. You are maladjusted, <laughs> unstable, and self-destructive. Damn. Well, are you okay? You know, 
I, I'm doing okay. The hardest part is when I'm trying to adjust to things. Um, because I maladjust instead. And yeah. like it's tough. Like a lot of the things I enjoy, like there's like there's like the knob that you turn, right? And mm-hmm. and, and it goes like a certain way. But if you're maladjusting that knob, like the knob becomes malleable itself. So you like not only is like you're not turning it correctly, but you're like changing the, the configuration of that knob. Like yeah. like 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 I had like a knob that was like perfect and then like I pressed into it too hard with my fingers and it like now it's got indentations. Strip and, strips the pot. Yeah. Yeah. Strips the pot. That's that that's right. so true. Well, thank you for being so much so open with us about your knob. Um this you're has been a pretty erotically charged episode. But in, in fairness, those that list of weaknesses, I think every man I know has those traits. Yeah, and a lot of them are actually strengths. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, like when you're in a job interview and they ask you your greatest weakness, a lot of times I say, Well, I'm maladjusted. <laughs> but that makes me you're perfectly hired. adjusted to the office environment. <laughs> You know, I'm maladjusted for okay. life, not the office. I'm great in the office. You know, I, I can, I'm at the perfect height to lean over the cubicle wall and just give people that, like, you know, little smile while they're typing something. Congratulations on the new job. Um, do you have anything else? Yes, I, don't know. I do. I actually, so this is, um, this is a section. Wait, do you want to get into some Garf? Do you want to get into some Garfield Yeah, stuff? but I want to do my oh, thing first. Oh, yeah, I'm first. a big okay. Garfield fan. Let me do my thing first and then, okay. Um, okay. So before we ask you the personal details on what your strip is, I would like for you to answer for something that happened maybe over a decade ago. Perfect. It's great to be held accountable on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> now I know I'm kind of springing this on you, but this uh, this is with regards to something that you may have ordered at Beefaroo. Sometime oh, in the mid 2000s. I've ordered many excellent things at Beefaroo. I have a great idea where this is headed. You want to? What's the problem? You want to take a stab at it? One what, of my favorite customers. Was was it was it a milkshake mm-hmm. that happened to have a large quantity of liquid cheese in it? Yes. Dairy and dairy go together. I've always said that. Um, I forgot about that. my my my. I think my regret with it. I if I remember remembering correctly, I think it was a chocolate shake. I should have gone vanilla to like really mm. let the cheese flavor shine. And wow. did, did that have any impact on you relocating to Wisconsin or? Um, no, I just. Um, because there's no beef roos in Wisconsin, um, I actually wound up moving to Wisconsin sort of just as a fluke because I ran out of money and my friend said I could move in with him for free. Um, my, my real dream, um, with beef roo related is as soon as this pandemic is over is to go to Rockford, Illinois, um, with my, hopefully my family will come with me and we'll do a family vacation because there's like eight beef roos down there and I want to spend one weekend where I hit all the beef roos. And then on the wow. way back up to the UP, we hit, you know, the one in Iron Mountain and then go to like the one in, uh, Nagani. Nagani? What, like mm-hmm. Ishpring? Yeah, where is that one? That's Nagani. Nagani, yep. yeah. It sounds like from that, that mm. sounds like a lot of fun. And it does sound like that uh, self-destructive weakness is playing into that idea as well. That's so true. I figure if I can survive the pandemic, I can survive eating it beef roux 10 times in one weekend. Do you have any favorite birthday memories you want to share with us? Oh, are they supposed to be from my birthday or other people's birthdays? Doesn't matter. Either or. Yes, I do, I do have some memories to share. One fond birthday memory I have, um, it was my 21st birthday and. I went, I was trying to go to like another bar, like before bar closed, and I ran in there and I said, give me one of everything. And then the bartender was on the phone with the bartender from the other bar down the street who had said not to serve me. (laughs) And I'm like, what kind of bar calls the head to the other bar and says, don't serve someone. That's ridiculous. It doesn't even make sense. And I love that. And I feel like if you order one of everything, like the bartender knows, like, maybe I shouldn't do that. 
Well, it sounds like if that was what you were ordering, they were turning away a lot of business. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I definitely have enough money to cover that many drinks. Well, without further ado, let's get into it. What's your strip, Tyler? All right. um, So there's this um, one um, strip where Garfield doesn't like Mondays that I really enjoy. Okay. Do you know know which one I'm talking about? Is this... We might have to... (laughs) Dig through the archives for that. <laughs> Something that we've been we've been kind of doing this as a sort of zodiac adjacent thing was we started looking into what Garfield strip was published on the actual days we were born. Oh, um, yeah. So I don't know if you're comfortable. I know a lot of people don't want to talk about their age, but you know, if we can find out what year you well, were we can born, bleep we it. Look up. Oh yeah, perfect. Um, yeah, 1985. Okay. Like in the era Garfield. of Fat Garfield, you know, before yeah, he, before he slimmed down. Qu- yeah, he's not quite streamlined at that point. Yeah, yeah, he's not streamlined. John might still have a roommate at that point. Not sure. I think this is post Lyman. <laughs> it is post Lyman. Yeah. All right. It's hard, oh, are it's you, hard to are you, Yeah, Garfield's actually looking closer to his modern. All right. Well, that's appearance. good. Can you share screen with but us he, so we can see it too, Dan? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, who wants to do the honors? Of, you. I don't know if I can read this one out loud. Okay, I got it. I got it. Okay. So it's three panels. Strange. Uh, first. First one, you see John is looking kind of upset. He's looking down at Garfield, who's holding a fork. And uh, what's the dog? Odie? Mm-hmm. Otis? Mm-hmm. He's lo- he's trying to get that fork. And Garfield says, ooh. Uh, next, you see the same three characters. Garfield's looking excited. He's saying, beep, beep, beep. He is stabbing the dog with the fork. And John looks very unimpressed. In the throat, too. Yeah. Yeah. And then last panel. I mean, Odie is basically just throat, though. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. He is all That's throat true. with four <laughs> yeah. paws. Yeah. Some kind of weird butt. And throat then and butt. Yeah. John says in the last panel, he says, "I'll bite." What is it? And Garfield is pointing at the fork, smiling, and he says, "A dummy detector." That kind of looks like you, Tyler. That's kind of the face you make. Yeah. So thank that... you. Um, <laughs> my commentary on this on this cartoon is, or I'm sorry, is the strip is um. Like, if John, like, John says, I'll bite, is that because it's a fork? Right. Like, that's not highbrow humor. Yeah. Um, I expect more from J- uh, Jim Davis. Before we go, do you have anything that you'd like to promote? Oh, yes, I do. I noticed a lot of your guests don't promote stuff. Well, I, that's not true. I just listen to a smattering of episodes. Um, <laughs> so I don't, I, it could be true or not. Yes, I would like to promote my um, fledgling uh, record label called Most Excellent Records. Um, it's, you know, got like the best elements of the central Wisconsin noise scene and classic UP hits all mixed together. Available on com- uh, compact disc sometimes, but mostly cassettes. Is there any way that people on the internet could find you? Yes, they should go to my non-mobile op- optimized website called mostexcellentrecords.com. Yeah, don't awesome. take the easy way out, folks. Sit down at the desktop computer, mm-hmm. type that into any web browser. It's going to take you right to mostexcellentrecords.com. Yeah, and don't Google it. Definitely type it in one letter at a time. Yeah. That makes sense. All right, we, we do have to do the other. All right, take your call, Tyler. <laughs> All right, well, I better answer my other phone. It's another podcast. <laughs> have fun. Good luck. <laughs> Say hi to Joe Rogan for us. I will. All right. Bye. All right, that was great. <coughs> All right, that, that was great. That was great. You can put um, the bong down and close the show. Couple sec- couple things I want to go over. 
one. What? Um, listeners, please follow us on Instagram at HBDPOD. Check out our new Patreon page at oh. uh, HBDPOD, I think. Mm-hmm. I still don't understand. Slash HBDPOD. What it is or how it works. Um, Patreon.com forward slash HBDPOD. And <laughs> when we know you've all been listening to The Afterbirth on our Patreon, our Patreon only mm-hmm. show. But mm-hmm. as of Monday, we're going to be introducing our third exclusive Patreon show, What's Crockin', starring Jackie. Our first uh, deluxe VIP birthday party member has chosen what Jackie will be crocking. Do you want to say what it is, Jackie? I will be crocking gumbo. Gumbo! I'll be wearing crocs. I will be cooking strictly in the crock pot. And there's going to be some crock talk. I'm going to give you my recipe. I'm going to give you insider tips. And we're going to taste it together. I'll do some gumbo ASMR. Uh, All that and more will be available to you as soon as I figure out how to Make the video and edit and post the video. All right. Everybody enjoys this podcast, and that means you listening. So now it's time for you to not listen anymore unless you subscribe to the Patreon.com. We got some afterbirth. Happy birthday.